<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me, as always, down the trip. Oh, good Lord, I messed that up. <laughs> joining me <laughs> on this trip down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, if possible, are you ready to talk some toys? Yep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was so excited, I just was like. I, I just had a, a one-word answer. I'm just so excited. I, I don't know what to say, but yep. Exactly. There, that, that's it. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll awkwardly transition. Um, so it's episode 25. Uh, we are talking Spider-Man, the original line from Toy Biz uh, from the animated series. I know you're a big Spider-Man fan. We've actually got some Spider-Man news to talk about, which is kind of a happy accident. Um, I feel like there's always a little extra a little extra pep in the step when we're talking about a toy line we really enjoy, right? Oh, yeah. This was uh, a favorite of mine uh, in my teenage years, uh, but I also loved the cartoon. So, like, this was a, a perfect example of let's just make all kinds of toys, all kinds of figures, and they showed up in the cartoon, so when you saw them in the cartoon, it made you want to go buy the figure, and the figures were on the shelves. This is one of those great cartoon to to toy, even to comic, because he, Spider-Man's been in comics, too. Like It, it just, it, an all-around great toy line and, and something fun to talk about because, you know, this this first line had some great figures in it. I'll touch about touch on this a little bit later as we get going here, but I had a cousin who was about three years younger, and, you know, as you know, and we touched on this before, when you are deep into collecting a certain line, it's kind of hard to collect everything. So I had a lot of WWF Hasbros. I had a couple of Ninja Turtles. I had a couple of Power Rangers. I had a couple of, you know, Spider-Man or X-Men, but he had a lot of X-Men and Spider-Man. And... You know, obviously, I, I'm not saying I was, like, doing without, because I certainly was not, but it, it was one of those phases when it's like Hasbro's were kind of drying up, and all of a sudden, he's got this amazing Spider-Man collection. He got, like, for his birthday one year, he got, like, 16 figures, because that's all he wanted. And, I, dude, I was so jealous. Like, I mean, like, at that time, man, those figures were so cool, and... And I remember wanting to kind of collect them, but again, they were kind of hard to find. It's not always, but like it wasn't like they were super plentiful. I don't remember anyway. They were, uh, they were hit or miss, and I think uh, they they kind of fall into what Motu Origins is doing right now. Is sure. they would hit, but they're like if there was, you know. 15 in a line or because these were big lines back in the time too but like 
five of them would be like a random Spider-Man variant, and those would be the double packs, but then there would be one Green Goblin, one Hobgoblin, one Rhino, one Doc Ock, one Chameleon, or whoever, and it's like... Yeah. So the, the shelves had a lot of the Spider-Man variants, which was cool, because, you know, kids want Spider-Man variants and all that, but... Well, they need, it needs to be plentiful, right? Spider-Man himself. Batman, I felt like, was the same way. There was a lot of variants of Batman at that time. Oh, yeah. I never... It was always, like, Arctic Rush Batman. I'm yeah. like, when did Batman go to Antarctica? Right. It's or, like, I want a regular Batman, please, not this weird one in a blue or red costume. Yeah. Why is Batman in white and black? He's going to get shot. He's going <laughs> to... It's Snow like, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, but I, I think that, you know, if I recall, so it's not that they weren't hard to find. It was hard to find a variety of them. Yes. And, um, you know, when it came to that, some of the figures got really, really, really expensive. Like, I, you know, I, I don't think Rhino was the first series, but Rhino was the first, like, hundred dollar figure that i remember hearing about because rhino was like one a case and everybody wanted that rhino figure and he he was a hundred dollars back in you know the mid 90s which is crazy for a scalped spider-man figure well well, and also if you think about it these probably retail for five or six bucks now figure oh yeah for 20 so if it's a hundred dollar figure it's still a lot but that's just five times the amount you know, this is ten times the amount, and it's a huge markup, mm-hmm. big time. So we'll be like Rhino, like whoa. right, yeah, not a not a main level villain either. Um, we'll we'll dive into a little bit more of that when we get into our into our main event. Uh, it is an odd numbered episode, Travis. So that means it is my turn for an icebreaker, and I am trying to think of stuff that's a little bit different than the norm. Right, I want to. And not say surprise you, but kind of give you something that's like, oh, I didn't expect that. And here's my question. If Toys R Us came back and it's exactly like we remembered, do you feel like you would have a thought like, I will never take you for granted again? And did we take Toys R Us for granted thinking it would always be there? Um... Let's see. First part, I did I take Toys R Us for granted? Yes. Yes and no. Um, I I was always a big Toys R Us person. You know, we've talked yeah. about it in previous episodes. It's like once I was able to drive, it was like I can go to Toys R Us anytime I want. So it, it had I, that. I've talked about that too. Like I remember my mom being like, yeah. oh, "When you're 16, you won't want to go to Toys R Us." <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah, like, man, I, 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 when I had a job, one of my my jobs, um, like I could take. There was a Toys R Us five minutes from from my job, and you know there were people that would go out and take twenty minute smoke breaks. I could at any given time, get into my car, drive to Toys R Us, look at the new figures, and get back within 15 minutes. And there were times that I would leave to go look for figures, and 
the same people were still out in front of the building having a smoke break. Sure. Like, so, um, so did I take advantage of it? I, yes, because it was there, but no, because I did go there a lot and I did yeah. do my, my shopping. Um, and if it came back, I, I would still support it like I did. I, you know, I miss Toys R Us. There, you know, especially now with having kids and like, I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but Toys R Us was therapeutic for me. That oh, sounds yeah. really weird, but like, not to the people listening to this show. I don't think it's weird. Right. Like, I've had I've been in sales since getting out of high school and there were days like I would get off work and have a stressful sales day but I could walk into Toys R Us and it was my decompression. I didn't have to buy anything. Like it was just like all right, this is out, this is out, this is out and like it was my way of like decompressing for 10 minutes or you know and you know, that was my thing. I, I, not only did I look at wrestling figures, but I looked at Star Wars sure. and... Video games, you too. Know, vid- yeah, video games. And, you know, they started that little NECA pop section. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the next aisle over from the action figures. And I remember finding a, a four-foot Deadpool figure right around the Deadpool movie. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like, it was just, like... Therapeutic and a way to, you know, disconnect, re, just get my thoughts back in alignment, center my chi, if you will, and like, you know, I uh, speaking of, of Toys R Us, I had a, a Toys R Us moment this week with with Gavin when we would take Gavin or when I would take Gavin to Toys R Us. He was he was little and barely like eight anything but um we i was checking out with him one time and in the checkout aisle i don't know if you remember but toys r us like always had weird snacks like it wasn't just like your chips or like regular candy bars um they had these things called veggie straws and i remember just taking them off the shelf one day and giving them to gavin and he ate veggie straws so it ended up being like a thing, every time that Gavin and I would go, he would get a little thing of veggie straws. Well, I just ordered a big box of veggie straws to put the little bags in his um, lunch boxes for school. And he goes, Dad, we used to get these at Toys R Us. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. He remembered. And it, it's like, uh, I, I do miss, miss Toys R Us. And I wouldn't take advantage of it again. I would... Uh, you know, the that old eighties hair hair song, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, like Yeah, and that's exactly it. You, you don't really I don't I don't think we took it for granted, but I don't think we realized it would be like if Walmart all of a sudden was like, Hey, we're uh, we're taking out toys. It'd be like, What? You know, because Right. That's why I like going to Walmart. If there was not a toy aisle, I would hate Walmart. Why would I want to go? Um and with Toys R Us, I remember – so you talk about your son. I brought up this memory. I was eating at a restaurant, and my niece and nephew were there. And uh, they were – you know, my niece is 10, 
My nephew was my nephew's seven, so she was probably seven at the time, and he was probably four. And I I, I think is around the time Toys R Us closed, and I told him like, yeah, Toys R Us is gonna close. My niece looked at me and she goes, forever. And again, at that moment, it really broke my heart because I'm like, man, I'm in my 30s. I got to experience being a Toys R Us kid, quote unquote. They're not. Right. It's being taken away from as a child. And I'm like, you talked about therapeutic, man. I, I think there's not a better feeling than when I was a kid and we pulled up to Toys R Us and we saw those big bright letters. And and as you know, like it's a big store. It always felt like the action figures were as far away as they could possibly be. Yep. And it was like, literally, my parents were like, don't run, stay with us. And I'm like wanting to take off running as fast as humanly possible to get to the toys or to like, you've you know, got that, that run walk, almost like a gallop trot. Like you're, you're like skipping, galloping, like trotting. Like, come, to on, the come on, thing. come on, come on, stay with me. You know, they're like, Hey, hold on. And I'm like, come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. You know, it's just, it's that the most eager anticipation you can ever imagine. And, and you know, it's not that I, I obviously didn't do that as an adult, but I do remember the feeling of walking in and that memory kind of rushes back to you, right? So you're brought back to childhood. And it's like, it's different now because when I was going there, I think it shut down in 2017, I believe is when it was. Um, yeah. You know, like, I know what's going to be there for the most part. I know what's hitting. You know, I'm, I'm seeing stuff on Instagram and Twitter. But it's still that thought of, like, this is still Toys R Us. This is so cool. And, you know, I'll be honest. Like, my my thought on the reason I asked you this question is I felt like, I had very, very bad luck at Toys R Us in my in the later years where I didn't find much there. And and so I stopped going as much as I used to. Right. But it was like it was still a cool thing. Kinda like I think if GameStop ever goes away. Not not that it is, and I don't know if it would, but it's like, oh, that still sucks if we lose the video game store. Right? It's no different right. than any store that you enjoy going to, if they all go away, it's like, oh great, now what do we do? Where do we go? And Amazon. Yeah. And well, yeah, but I mean, like that's, 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 that's the thing. Like I don't want stores to go away. Kind of like I always, I, uh, why I'll spoiler. I talked to Steve from the PPW recently for, you know, it's fake. Right. And we talked about video stores and he was like, yeah, there's that, there's that special feeling when you go to a video store. And I'm like, absolutely there is. And it's one of those things that that will never be replicated. Is streaming easier. Absolutely. It is. Is it probably cheaper? Of course, but it's not the same. Yeah, there's no like the anticipation is gone because I, you know, like with with my, we had three Toys R Us in the area because we had three different places where the malls, but they all were very similar. Mm-hmm. Like you had the door area, and that's where they kept the carts. So you had this like little section where the carts and the vending machines were that connected to a a second set of sliding doors. And then when you walked in there, that's when you went through like the, the customer service desk was right there, but then you immediately turned to the right and like all of the like holiday or current event stuff was there. Like at Christmas time, that's where the, 
stockings and some Christmas candy. Oh yeah. And all that was, so you had to walk all the way through that. And then, like you said, the bat, the action figures are in the back left corner. So you've got to, you know, walk all the way down and you'll pass the electronics and then you pass the Legos and the Barbies. And it, it just like, I, 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 I miss it. I wish there was something, but it, there was, there was just something, you know, fun about that. And, you know, like you said, things kind of dried up, but, you know, we were having, you know, different complaints. It wasn't that we weren't even finding things. It was, well, crap, I just found six police officer Dean Ambrose figures. <laughs> like, but at least they were still getting stuff in, or at least mine were. But yeah. you were, you know, you, you were missing, you know, the Marvel Legends. It's like, well, crap, I just found, you know, Cyclops and Wolverines. There's 18 Cyclops and Wolverines because nobody's bought them, but, like, everything else was gone, so you didn't, they didn't order the next one because you had a whole bunch of peg warmers. So it was, you know, like a little different argument because now we're, we don't even, you know, there's a chance we're not even seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely a different a different world, that's for sure. Well, that's good conversation to get us going with, I think. Uh, we'll move on to our first segment, which is uh, what's got us excited, Travis. So I'll start with you. Anything in the news that's getting you excited? Uh, there is. You know, you hinted at it earlier, but there was a new... Um, line of uh, Spider-Man uh, Marvel Legends, the retro... I don't know if you want to call them retro, but they're on the retro packaging of... Yeah, I, I, I think retro Marvel Legends... See, that's the thing, is Marvel, to me, I feel like a big misstep is, like, people not knowing what these are called. Same with the three and three-quarter inch. They're also Marvel Legends. They need a different name. Right. Um, you know, it's the Spider-Man line of Marvel Legends, but they have the the animated series cartoon card back. Um, Which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So there are six new figures coming out, and in that way you will get a, a black Spider-Man or a symbiote suit Spider-Man. You will get Shocker. Hobgoblin, Hammerhead, which I think might be the first time we've got a Hammerhead figure. I, I was going to say that because I, I, with Hobgoblin and, and Shocker, I know they've both been in the line, but they're a lot harder to come by nowadays. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of black costume Spider-Mans, but I believe first Hammerhead, which is awesome. A new figure for that Yeah. One. And, you know, you've got your Ben Riley Spider-Man, which is another re-release uh, from the Clone Saga. And the one that I'm most excited for is the, um, you know, we called him Spider Armor Spider-Man. This is before uh, Spidey teamed up with Tony Stark and all the different uh, Spider-Man movie iterations and had multiple Spider Armors. But this was known as Spider Armor Mach 1. He, uh, yeah. he He's kind of gray and silver 
Um, and I've been waiting for a, a, a re-release or a good updated figure of this because they haven't made one probably since the original Spider Armor uh, figure back in you know the early '90s. So uh, really excited about these. Uh, they all look great. Um, it you know seeing it and seeing the retro card you know makes me want you know to just go all in and, and get them all and but then it's like oh, do do I really need them no but I, I want them and and then it's hard to pick onesies twosies because yep. if you get two of them I'm like well shoot might as well get the rest of them but uh, yeah you know I know for a fact I am going to get a spider armor just because that's one that I've I've been personally waiting for a long time. Do you keep these mints on card or uh, do you open them? I open them. See, um, and I, I, I'm with you. I'm not opposed to opening the figures, but these cards are so good. They are, and I love them, but they take up like oh, they're big, yeah. It's like a, they, it's like they a, take up a lot of, of display. Yeah, I do have huge. the the first Spider Man one from last July, like the original Spider Man figure. I have that one on card and loose, just because. Yeah, you know Spider Man, but um, I have a, a little. I have a shelf of random Spider Man that I you know, that I'll, I'll add to. So like I have Spider-Man and his amazing friends and cyborg Spider-Man and negative zone Spider-Man and Scarlet Spider, like just different iterations of, of my favorite Spider-Man. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get, uh, like I said, get the, the spider armor and, uh, stand him next to my other Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man, plural. Spideys. So, definitely excited uh, that those got announced. Good to see uh, that that the line is uh, still going and still has uh, some good legs behind it. Yeah, I, I like these uh, retro-carded lines. I also feel like it's good because we're not getting flooded with them. And it's ones that make sense. You know, it's ones that work for the line. So, I, I dig that. I think it's really cool. I think it's cool too, like because we get it about twice a year, and then all of a sudden we'll get like a onesie twosie here and there. Like, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson got thrown in, and uh, I think Kingpin got thrown in. He was an exclusive, and like, so we'll get they they keep they keep you wanting more to when the line does come out. You're like, all right, gotta have them all, right. and. The cool part about this one um, that makes it a little bit easier to, to cherry pick, um, this line does not have a Build-A-Figure. Agreed. I part. like that a lot. And, you know, also, too, we should mention this. They've done it with X-Men. They've done it with Fantastic Four and, like, the old school, like, uh, gray-carded figures. They've done these. So. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the old Toy Biz uh, yeah. Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's It's definitely a fun idea. It's... I think it's it's kind of like it's an interesting take because I feel like with wrestling figures, and I'd like to get your take on this. 
like we we've seen like retro figures, obviously like Hasbro style. Now, L, you know, AEW's doing like an LJN style, but it's like they're doing it differently at Hasbro. They're not giving you a retro figure; they're just giving you retro packaging and retro paint jobs. So, like, they're giving you. The color schemes, like, because all this, like, the Shocker is a re-release of the Shocker from, I think, three, four years ago. Yeah. So they already had the parts, but they're making, they're coloring him like the cartoon. Yeah. Um, you know, which is cool that you're getting that new updated figure in the vintage style. Like, yeah. which I think would be, you know, great for, for other lines because you're getting that nostalgic kick of the carding, you know, the, the card back. And then you're looking at the figure and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's cartoon shocker or animated series shocker. That's not comic shocker. And they're, you know, they're still just using the same parts. So it makes it a variant, you know, it's a good idea. That way, if you're a completist, you have to get both. Exactly. It's smart. It's a smart strategy for sure. I want to change gears a bit. Um, this is kind of something that got me excited. Um, PowerCon, obviously, is a big deal, especially in the He-Man world. And we saw a lot of uh, Masters of the Universe reveals over the last uh, week or so, including for the uh, you know the Masters of the Universe Origins line and for the uh, Masterverse line. In fact, in the Masterverse line, we saw that there's going to be um, different iterations. It's not all just that Revelation cartoon, right? It's... There's very there's a lot of different versions. Yes, different uh, yeah versions and timelines of uh, of different he man. We've got Spider Man and He man. Like that's like like He man. Yeah. Um, so I want to touch on this Sun Man. Um, I was not familiar at all with Sun Man. I talked to our good friend of the show Jason Wolf a little bit. From what I gather, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it's almost like it was a. A completely different thing, but it was like a counteract to what He-Man was. It's almost like a bootleg version, correct? That's what I got. He was kind of like the, yeah, like you said, the the bootleg, like the... I mean, He-Man, Man, right? I mean, confusingly similar. Right, like the Oddlots version of, you know, of, of a He-Man figure, and you're like, all right, and like... They they made them, so that was kind of cool that they they brought them in. But uh, that's I, a I great one, idea. You know, some people probably had a Sun Man. I I don't ever recall seeing him, but no, I that's have really no cool. Idea anything about the character at all? So I mean, that's cool that you know if they could acquire the license for next to nothing, or even if there is a license to acquire off a of bootleg, like. Why not do it? Like it, it, it's a way to expand the line. So, you know, I'm happy that for the people that that got him and that when he went up on uh, the the PowerCon website. So, I, will I be getting him? No, but it's cool that that he did get added. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it makes the line a little bit different than the previous, right? Oh yeah. Gives you something else. Um, I. I've touched I've touched on this before. I am kind of of the point where I'm like, you know what? I just can't 
I've got to start limiting what I collect because it's easy to dive into something new because we've all been there. I know you have. You're at Target. You're at Walmart. They have nothing you want. Ooh, this is fun. And you buy it. Then you do research. And you're like, ooh, I'll order that. I'll get that. I'll get that. Next thing you know, it's like, hey, it's a whole new line I can collect. Well, guess what? You do that. Now G.I. Joe's hitting. Now Masters of the Universe is hitting. NECA Turtles, WWE, AEW, Wolf's Chop Shop. You got to cut your lines at a certain point. So I've, I've officially decided I'm getting rid of all my DC multiverse figures. And also another line I've decided I think I'm going to stop collecting is uh, Masters of the Universe Origins. I I understand. And what's funny is like it's it was it's hard to find them, but then you see what's coming out and it's hard not to get excited when they when they really tell you what the next essentially four lines I know. are going and that, to be. And it's one of those things I say that almost to hold myself accountable because I'm like, Oh, yeah. Got to get stinker. You know what I mean? Like when I see him in stores. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I was feeling the same way about the Origins line. You know, the distribution, other than He-Man and Skeletor, is shoddy at best. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's. Why is it always Mattel with the distribution? You notice that? That's a great question. But, like, you can find He-Man and Skeletor 15... To 20 figures at least at each of my Walmart targets. And, like, but there's, you know, I'm seeing a couple more of the deluxe figures, like the battle armor, which is cool. But it's like, all right, this is easy to pass because I'm never going to find anything. But then it's like, oh, man, like. Yeah. That's really cool. Like the new like the when they when they come out with a new figure or the new lines and it just you know, with me, I, I was a Mo two kid, loved He Man. And when I see the new stuff, I'm like, oh, man, this is you know, I I really think that now that they're gonna they're gonna re release everybody and just keep going and going and going because you know I thought the line was dead, but then they then they what now it's two or three more lines and it's and they just keep adding and adding and adding to it and it's yeah I think it's hard to I'm like it's like man do I need them no but I want them but then I'm like do I really want them yeah. uh, it's tough. Well, my my decision comes and I'm like, okay, do I need to collect Origins and Masterverse? No. And that's and that's right. kind of where I'm like I don't need Super 7 Turtles and NECA Turtles. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like I need to limit myself because that's what makes collecting it's hard to collect that many different lines as you know, it always is going to hit you at a weird time and NECA, I've been able to keep up with very easily because it's usually one release at a time. Right. For the most part. So it's like, oh, hey, here's a, you know, here's a new two-pack. Okay. 52 bucks. That's not undoable. Right. Whereas you never know what it's going to be like with these other lines where it's multiple figures. Like, I know a lot of people have complained about AEW having four, two to four figures per wave, but I'm like, I don't actually hate that because that's easy to keep up with. 
Yes. Yeah. Do I want new characters? Absolutely. But it's also nice, like if someone missed a John Moxley or someone missed Hangman Page or you know uh, Pentagon or whoever it might be, and that's also kind of to me what's good about elites. Like, yeah, it, it, it's not impossible to go get Roman Reigns right now because there's been more than one elite. So, um, but but with the Masterverse figures, I just man, I and I didn't think that that would be the route I went. But once I started seeing those, I was like, these are freaking amazing. And what they showed there um, at PowerCon, Nick, we saw Merman, we saw Stinkor, we saw, you know, a different version of Scareglow. We saw some great stuff, man. It really was like, okay, I want these. Yes. Uh, speaking of Scareglow, uh, Mattel has, or, yeah, Mattel yeah, has, has started shipping. shipping um so if you ordered one by the time this comes out, um, it's been four weeks. So I hope that you have your scare glow <laughs> by now. Um, so I, I literally just said that, and I, I remembered that mine had shipped, but I uh, I haven't checked the tracking in a while, so I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to check it right now to see if it was uh, um, live on the spot. So uh, um, it is supposed to be here tomorrow by the end of the day. Well, there you go. But it's currently in Indiana, so I don't think it's going to make it. <laughs> That's a little well, I'll just go get it. It's closer to me than it is to you, so I'll, I'll just... Yeah, just know, talk, talk to the mail, man. Okay, that's yeah. for me. Um, speaking of PowerCon, I actually did order and got lucky on a PowerCon exclusive. Oh, uh, yeah, really? I, don't think I, I did. I, uh, you know... As a lot of the listeners are our friends, fellow friends, and you know they see us on Facebook and all that. And um, a couple months back, I got Gavin um, Castle Grayskull, nice. found it at Walmart a couple months back, and PowerCon had a Castle Grayskull like extension or expansion pack. That's like right. it was uh, thirty. They had the uh, the pit. Uh, accessory that, that went at the bottom that, you know, a lot of the Motu fans know as was just a sticker with uh, all kinds of animals and tentacles coming out, but they actually made a like a, a, a piece of that. They made the uh, astronaut armor into a figure, which is a first time. And the spirit of Grayskull, like green smoke, and I... Uh, Lucked out on Monday, I guess is the easiest way to put it, uh, because you know I didn't want anything else, any of the other PowerCon exclusives. I just wanted the accessories for my castle, and I did end up getting uh, the uh, the uh, expansion pack. So I was very, like awesome. I said, lucky, I, I guess, because there, you know, anything that has to do with exclusives. Sells out. This these apparently sold out in minutes. Once again, it's like people wanted one of everything, and they're stuck in that shopping queue. And it's like once they finally get to check out, it's like sold out, sold out, sold out. Um, but I don't know if it's a fact that I just wanted one thing, and I didn't, you know, have a lot to to get. But uh, I, I'm definitely excited to to get. To get that and add that to my to my gray skull. That's awesome, man. I think that'll be that'll be really cool. Um, 
In fact, I, I will I will mention this now that you talked about things that are coming in. I got a ship shipping notification a couple of days ago for my very first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Loot Crate box is shipped. Um, so if, if anyone does not know this, it's through NECA, and it's a four-box thing. It's not really a subscription as it, like you just pay for the boxes. And what they are, you get one exclusive Turtles NECA figure in this box, plus other stuff. And if you buy all four boxes, you get a fifth exclusive figure. So I did I did buy the full set with the exclusive figure. Uh, the first box, I believe, is Danny, is who is in that, as the NECA figure. From the Turtles movie, of course, and uh, yep. and who knows what else. But I think I might do like a little unboxing video for uh, for everyone over on Twitter and stuff. I, I'm all for it. Love to to see it and see what the the goodies are inside of each of these these boxes. I'm curious. Uh, I know a lot of these times these boxes specifically are very much based upon the one figure. I just hope everything else is decent, you know. I hate when you get a bunch of just junk where you're like, what am I going to do with this, you know. But we will. Yeah, that's the worst part of the, the mystery boxes. As long as you get one good thing, and hopefully the t-shirt is a decent shirt, not one shirt where you're like, oh, I will never wear this shirt again. I hope I get, throughout the four boxes, I hope I get one good shirt and, and a good like hat or something. If I can get that, I feel like I'll be happy, you know, because I know the figures, the ones I want, I'll keep. I think I can sell the other ones and make a little money if I want to. And so, you know. Yeah, because those, those came out, or well, those pre-ordered what, beginning of the year? Like Valentine's Day, yeah, early like spring? February, March, yeah. That's what I thought. It's so been, it's been long a... enough I kind of forgot about it, actually, until just recently. And someone mentioned it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did order that, you know. So hopefully, you know, I can't wait to see the unboxing, but yeah. hopefully you get those couple good items that that you don't feel completely sad because all you got was the figures. For sure. Uh, one more quick thing I want to touch on, then I'll throw it back over to you. Um, so we saw some new reveals from Zombie Sailor. Uh, we saw the uh, drawing from Ron Rudat of Raven, who will kind of be in the Texas Tornado pose, and apparently his legs will be articulated so he can sit down in the corner. And we also saw the sculpt for Nick Gage, which looks like it'll be a, a co-promoter with GCW. Um, I'm not the biggest Nick Gage fan, but that figure looks incredible, man. He that It looks great, and uh, rumor has it, I, I have heard from, uh, from the Majors uh, Patreon, um, it will be coming with a GCW title as oh, well. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that uh, somebody it kind of leaked through, and uh, you know, somebody they I guess somebody had had talked about it when he posted the pictures on there. Of, you know, because they make the the major titles for their FFW and their other figures, and someone had brought that up, and uh, Sailor had said. You know, currently working on a, a GCW title as well. So, you know, maybe we see a GCW title with it as well. I think that would be awesome. I think everyone would love that. So, yeah, hopefully that happens. Um, anything else that's got you excited? Do you want to kick it over to uh, to our toy? What we're seeing in the in the stores? Let's uh, let, let's get to what we're seeing in the stores. 
Well, I'll start here. Um, I'll be honest, Travis. I have not seen a lot. I I have noticed because you brought this to my attention, and I and I, it made me pay attention. Um, we've talked about Aikido warriors, right? And not really a figure. It's more of a child-based game, kind of like a mini karate fighters. And you had told me a couple of weeks ago that your target had sold out of them, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe these are popular. And I and I have noticed. They're moving. I don't feel like they're moving super fast. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not, but I'm noticing more stock hitting my local Walmart. I haven't been to Target in a few days, but more stock is hitting my Walmart. So it is kind of telling me like these are moving. These are becoming a thing, and I'm all about it, man. I dig this concept. I think this is really cool, and I love the fact that all the characters are just so completely different and over the top. I do, too. Um, I actually saw... um, Graceland watches this YouTube show called Ninja Kids, and it's a family of four or five kids, and they do uh, imagine three ninjas, but with a real family, and like they do trampoline tricks, and like it, it, it's a complete YouTube thing. But uh, the Akita Warriors sponsored an episode with them, and they had like a twenty-minute. Uh, episode on playing the Aikido Warriors and I literally sat down and watched it and went, okay, this is kind of cool. So it looks so, good though? Oh yeah, it, it's a, a the best that I can compare it to is like a Rock'em Sock'em robot meets Karate Fighters and like you can there's a couple ways you can like hit someone and they will fall off or if you hit them, they will bend at the waist, and they they will bend over like you knock them out. And you'll get different points like Street Fighter. So you have three rounds, best of three rounds wins. So it's like... Oh, wow. It's so a, like you, you knock them off, you won the round, basically. Exactly. So you can go back and round two. And if you win that round, then, you know, best, you know, two out of three like Street Fighter. And... um with some of the two packs and the blind bags, there are different backgrounds that you can put with that deluxe set that, that you do your fighting with, with your grapplers to where you can have different arenas or like streets or this or that. So it's a great, great idea. I think because the figures are a little bit bigger than a Lego figure, they're kind of getting that Lego crossover because they're it's like a Lego minifigure but a little bigger. Yep. So, um, and uh, you know, the a a blind bag figure is five bucks. So yes. a two pack is ten. You know, it's yep. it's a good price point. I think I think that's the smartest strategy. I haven't pulled the trigger on any of these yet. I do really want to though because I kind of just want to like. I haven't asked my nephew anytime I'm around him, I forget, but I want to be like, Hey, do you know what these are? And kind of get, if, if it's something that he's engaged to, because to me, kids are very honest in that regard. If they're into it, they're into it. You know, I, I agree. Um, I have not bought any, but rumor has it Santa might have. So we will, we will, uh, you know, to be continued in a couple months. I'm excited for because, it. Santa's pretty sneaky, you know. Sometimes uh, he he knows that list before he even checked it twice, right? Absolutely, and I love it. You know, you, you, Santa's 
you know, he works with coronavirus too, so he gets his shopping time a little early as well. Of course, got to be safe. <laughs> but Mask yeah, I, that's, I saw that. I, I saw uh, I saw AEW Unmatched hit, uh, but just a few figures. I think I touched on that last week, but then you know they, those were all gone already. I did notice uh, my local Walmart they had a Series Six MJF, so Series Six is hit, but they're all gone. Um, nothing really else. I mean, I, nothing that I've been like, ooh, I got to get that, or ooh, that's cool. Like. Nothing exciting, man. So it, it feels like it's kind of a lull period. Like I'm just like, eh. Um, I will. I will say this though. I mean, obviously, I can't touch on what I purchased, but I've made some chop chop shop purchases, and I bought just this week. I bought three original Hasbro figures. So I've got three more to add to the collection. I have ordered Greg the Hammer Valentine, which is one that always eluded me. Never never had it. And I picked up Rick and Scott the Steiner Brothers, which are also two that I never owned. I hear that Scott Steiner might be your twin. I could be, you know, in figure form. I, I could be completely wrong, but you, well, uh, you, you would be. You would be me and Don Fry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, well, so there's a hundred, hundred and forty-three and two-thirds percent chance that uh, yeah, but Samoa you and Joe Scott is, Steiner, you know, <laughs> not as good as me at best. So he's only got seventy-five percent chance. Exactly, Steiner math. So anyway, if anyone doesn't know, Jason Wolf made a chop shop figure of me, and he basically molded it one hundred percent off of the Hasbro Scott Steiner. I uh, just kind of molded some hair and kind of painted the beard on and stuff, and you really can't even tell it's Steiner, but then. He also used the Steiner head to make Don Fry, which I thought was just absolutely incredible. I yeah, I I agree. I remember seeing it and going, "Holy crap, that's that's Breaker!" And then I asked him like, "What head is that?" And he said, "Scott Steiner." I went, "No way!" Yeah. But then I went, "Yep, okay, I see it." So uh, that's what gets uh, me about his stuff a lot is where I'm like, "How do you even see that?" You know what I mean? Like, how can you take a head of somebody and like, oh yeah, I can make that of this guy? It's like, what? How do you even? How do you pull that off? It's crazy. Yeah. How do you look at Scott Steiner and go, oh, that's a breaker? I mean, no offense. Yeah. Not to, but but once you see it, then I, uh, you can't unsee it. So every time that I that I see Scott Steiner, I'm like, there's Breaker. He's doing a breaking Steiner. <laughs> exactly. Breaker Steiner. Exactly. <laughs> Cool, cool stuff. Um, so I was happy to add those to the collection, but um, that's really about all I got. Travis, what are you seeing out there? Honestly, a lot of the same. Um, yeah. My pegs are clogged right now with um, basic 119 and 120. Um, my target did randomly get a set or a case of Elite 80s out of nowhere. Um is that the what, is, War Raiders set? Yeah, War Raiders, Bailey. Kyle O'Reilly, uh, too, I think, right? Yeah. Um, just out of nowhere, a bunch of Elite 80s on on the shelves, um, which, which kind of shocked me. Um, nothing new Marvel Legends-wise, nothing... Uh, Nothing really, really new. Um, I did see, and I 
almost, almost pulled the trigger, um, because it actually was, um, I think affordable. The Happy Hogan and one of the Iron Man Marvel Legends two packs at Target was originally $53 on sale for half off for 26 and my Target wow. had one. And it uh, had the Happy Hogan, which is uh, basically the brainchild of the entire Marvel Universe, uh, Kevin Feige. And I was like, man... Like, that's a cool figure. And then part of me, like, then the, I'm not a, a toy scalper by any means, but then another part of me is like, I could get this for 26 bucks, and if I sit on it for a couple months, I'll be able to get more than what it's worth. But is the sitting in the closet worth yeah. 26 bucks? It's like, uh, yeah. So, and then it was also, like, you know, one of those things, like, I want it now, but am I going to see it on the shelf a month from now and go, why did I buy Happy Hogan? Like, that's the uh, FOMO, right? The FOMO kicks in, and that's where you're sometimes yeah. not sure. It's like, well, do I do I need this? Probably not, but then you're like, but it's it's cheap. Um, I mean, I've also been guilty of this, man. I bought stuff at times when I didn't really need, have the extra money because it's, it was a deal. And it's like, yep. My dad has said this before, and he's he's one hundred percent right. It's like a, a good deal is not a good deal if you don't have the money for it. And I'm like, you are right about that. And, and so I think we're with with toy collecting. That's where you have to just make those limitations. And you know, like I love all my Marvel Legends figures, um, but that's kind of why I got out of it because it's like there's so many. It's hard to, you know, yeah. I, I made a point where like, okay, no more MCU, just comic book style. But then it's like, my God, there's a ton of those now. Right. And so you just kind of, you have to make those decisions and kind of figure it out in that moment. Yeah. And I, I, I passed. So, you know, hopefully somebody got them. But, uh, other than that, that's really it. No new NECA. We're still sitting on some Mondo Geckos and Muck Man. Um, I feel like they shipped a ton of those. At least they did at my target. Yes. Um, I, I, I've been looking for Chrome Dome. Have not seen him yet. And Goliath should be hitting soon too, right? Yes, Goliath and Chrome Dome. Of course, Goliath then, from Gladiators, not from. Or I'm sorry, Gargoyles. Um, yes, sorry. Gargoyles. Um, and the uh, Aroku Saki and uh, whoever master splinter the 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 new the next movie turtle two pack is hitting hamato yoshi Walmart. i can never remember that name i can't hamato yoshi i can't <laughs> like i don't know why uh, that's why we're a good team <laughs> exactly but those are apparently hitting those are the new things from neca and uh i've seen online where either they're starting to pop up but i have yet to see Anything new, Neca in my neck of the woods. Yeah, <laughs> neck of the neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mean to make a bad joke. See, that's how good you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of been that weird. It's been that weird dry spell. But you know, I think usually when that happens, usually something hits. So I'm sure next week will be different. But unless you have anything else to add, I'm, I think it's about time to hit that main event. It is. Let's jump to the main event. All right, here we go. It's main event time, people. Only at the top, the 
All right, Travis, we are back here. It is main event time. Spider-Man the Animated Series Wave 1. I, I say Wave 1 because Spider-Man the Animated Series Series 1. Sounds kind of weird. Lots of S's. Lots of S's, yeah. Um, memories. Like, before we dive into what we specifically have for Series 1, what do you remember about these, man? I remember these showing up before the the season started and um I don't know if I remember necessarily the first time I saw them but I just remember seeing a whole bunch of those blue cards next to the X-Men and going what is that and then just seeing Spider-Man and <laughs> you'll you'll probably get a kick out of this but they changed uh in the 90s they they Change the classic like block letter Spider Man logo that they had used since Amazing Spider Man number one, like in the sixties, to this this new logo where it's kind of like a like a scratch logo, like scratch letters. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember being a teenager going, I hate that logo. That's not the Spider Man that's not my Spider Man logo. But then it grew on me. Uh but I remember seeing the figures and just they they were different than the other Marvel Universe at the time. Because if you look at some of the older Marvel Universe Spider-Man, he was very twig, very, very thin, very... Um, and these, like, the Spider-Mans, they were slender, but they they weren't like toothpick and like there was a carnage there was a venom uh doc ock had yeah doc ock had like a battle armor and i'm like wait a minute why does he have a battle armor he wears a green skin suit with a yellow or a white collar like what's going on here or a trench coat like um got me really excited for the cartoon uh, because at that point, all they had shown was the pilot episode, which was the the lizard episode. So, uh, you know, got me stoked for the the season one and the uh, the beginning of uh, what would be one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Yeah, I I don't have any real early memories of this because I don't. Again, it's 94. Um, I'm one-track-minded. I'm just looking at toys, right? And right. Re very wrestling-heavy, you know, even though Hasbro's had kind of went away at this point. But um, like I said at the top of the show, I remember my cousin being very into X-Men and very into Spider-Man. He was about three years younger. So, like, there was an age gap, but not enough to where we couldn't play with the same toys, you know? And I remember his birthday's in January, so he hit Christmas and then his birthday, like, bam, bam, you know. And 
so his for 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 Christmas one year he got a ton of X Men figures. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Then on his birthday he got a ton of Spider Man, and I'm not exaggerating, fifteen, sixteen figures probably. Ton. That's of awesome. Oh, dude. I mean, and when I say I was jealous, I'm like, I remember he had, he got Hobgoblin, he got um, Doc Ock, he got Venom, he had Mysterio, he had Scorpion, he had Craven the Hunter, he had. The six-armed Spider-Man. He had so many. I was so jealous. And, you know, I think that's, again, what what's cool about this line is I feel like they made just about everybody, right? I don't feel like there was a whole lot of, like, big omissions from the line. No, they covered a lot. But then th- that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Like, we're covering Series 1. But Series 2 was not that far behind. And this was at a time where Series 1 and Series 2 could be together. So when you're looking at the pegs, like, you saw, you know, more than the seven or eight figures that we're going to talk about now. You saw 15, 16 different figures because, you know, at the time at, at Toys R Us, like, there were easily 40 pegs to fill up with these, you know, so you saw multiple lines sharing the same peg space. So, uh, it, it gave the illusion of a, a bigger, you know, toy selection or a bigger, uh, release line for, for each of these, uh, lines. You know, and what's funny is I remember when, uh, Mattel took over the WWE line, in 2010, I remember seeing two packs series two before two pack series one. And, and it was one of those things cause they couldn't hit until like January 1st. Of course, I mean, I'm sure you remember, I was seeing those in December. Yeah. And, and not everywhere, but some places you'd see them. And I remember calling like Toys R Us. I'm like, do you have the new WWE figures by Mattel? She was like by Mattel. And I was like, well, they're taking over their line. They're not supposed to be out till. They're not technically out yet, but some places have them. And she's like, "Oh, let me look." She goes, "Uh, yeah, these are Mattel." And I'm like, "Oh, you have those?" She's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Who do you have?" And she was like, "Uh, John Morrison and the Miz." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And and I went there, and sure enough, it was Series Two, and I was just like, "What the hell?" Like they had the single figures and they had like the entrance grades and the elites, but not two pack Series One. So. I think they were putting out products so quickly that, like, just everything was kind of hitting all at once. The good old days when there was product on the shelf. Yeah, it was so so much different. It's also, too, the days <laughs> when you could actually leave something and come back and get it in a week and it'd still be there. Right? Would- because there was enough product on the shelf for, like, no, I, I completely get it. Yeah. Like, you, you, had, you could get something. Or when you went, there was... Oh, you know, like you said, well, I'm not going to get Doc Ock right now because I'll get him the next time, but he'll still be here the next time that that we're here. Exactly. Um, Let's dive into into Series 1 here. We start off um, pretty hot with this wave. Carnage, um, one of, I think, the most, I mean, obviously the new movie's coming out soon. Everyone loves Carnage. Uh, One of the greatest Spider-Man villains of all time has snap-on whipping arms, which is a really nice feature, especially for the time. And honestly, he just looks cool, right? I mean, there's something about Carnage. And I know that Maximum Carnage game was probably coming out around this time as well. Yes. 
Um, another cool thing about this line is each of these figures had a a button, like a little plastic lapel button. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to collect the the figures and also get the little like Carnage lapel button or Spider Man or Doc Ock. So um, love the Carnage. I think I yeah I know there were Venom figures before this, but this might have been the very first Carnage figure. Yeah, I. Right. Like I said, I know there was some Marvel Universe Venom, but like I said, I, you know, I, I'm fairly certain this was the first Carnage figure, and it was cool, like you said, to have those little symbiotic arm add-ons and weapons because, you know, that's that's what he did. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned this before. Another one, uh, very classic Spider-Man villain. We have Doc Ock, kind of a different look here with the green and the yellow with four of the mechanical arms and, of course, the classic Chili Bowl haircut. Um, I've always liked Doc Ock, but I've always found him to be a very unique villain. He was never my favorite villain. Like, I I get it. I like it, but it's just not my favorite. Yeah. he. I always thought he was cool because of the arms, but he was that one Spider-Man villain that was like, if he ever just got punched in the face, he's done. Because he was a human. Like... And, yeah, the arm stopped him and all this, so there was that little suspension of disbelief. But he was that one Spider-Man villain where you're like, if he just gets punched in the nose, he's done. Oh, for sure. Next up, the Hobgoblin. I, If I remember correctly, the Hobgoblin was not a Stan Lee character. And Stan Lee was not a fan of it because he came up with the Green Goblin, of course, as we know. The Hobgoblin was later created. Um, Stan Lee didn't like it. Cool look to him. I I did find it weird that we had two Goblin characters. I don't know what your thoughts on that. I mean, it just it takes away from the specialness of you know he's got the glider and the pumpkin bombs and all that other stuff. Yeah, it was. This was another one of those as a comics quote unquote purist. I didn't understand the importance or why they went with Hobgoblin because in the comics Hobgoblin stole all of Green Goblin stuff after Green Goblin died so there was still a Goblin and then in the cartoon they went with Hobgoblin and made like Hobgoblin essentially was the Green Goblin like I don't I don't know exactly what happened, and I just because Green Goblin's my favorite Spider-Man villain, so I was always like, like, "Why are they doing Hobgoblin, and why are they releasing Hobgoblin?" And I know there's probably a reason for it. Um, Now it made me like the Hobgoblin more and go back and respect the Hobgoblin, but you know, like I said, the the teenage. Comic purist Travis was up at arms that Hobgoblin got released before Green Goblin and had a a bigger role in the cartoon than the Norman Osborn. Yeah, uh, definitely an interesting choice, but maybe also too just to be different. You know, there's always there's always that thing, right? When someone takes over a, a franchise, whether it's a TV show, whatever, they have to kind of put their own fingerprints on it. Yeah, could, that could be the case uh, here. Also, um, it uh, was voiced by none other than Mark Hamill, 
So I did not know you, that. Yeah, if you if you listen to uh, Hobgoblin, you're like, man, Hobgoblin really sounds like Luke Skywalker. Or wait a minute, he really kind of sounds like the Joker from Batman animated series. Right. You're uh, you're absolutely right. So we got a little uh, little toy fact on and on that little. Did you know? Uh, the next character we have, Smythe. I found this one to be very interesting because I feel like he is not a first wave character in the sense of like, if you're going to pass on one, this is what you pass on, right? Yeah. I I did not know who Smythe was. And... The other funny thing is this got such an early release. Smythe didn't turn into this till like the second or third season. So right. this yeah, exactly. just he because he was Kingpin's essentially Professor X in a hover chair. Right. So this one was like a scientist, my right? mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he came up with different spider slayers like the 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 like play sets and the big robots, but like he never, he didn't turn into this until much later in the cartoon. So this one, this one boggled my mind and he was the last one that I purchased in the series or that my parents purchased one of the two. Uh, so obviously we need this uh, Spider-Man. This is the web racer. Now this is also a period of time where, you're going to have more than just a Spider-Man on the pegs, right? You need multiple, just like Batman. Um, so we had a couple of versions of Spider-Man throughout the years. This is the first one. R- Web Racer, I, I do not remember this. What do you What do you remember about it? This is the one where his arms are spread out and he's got, uh, he's got his web-swinging hands. And um, there is a essentially a pulley system with the strings or the quote-unquote webs. So you hold on to both webs, and if you pull on the right side, the left side shortens. So then that sticks on, and then you can pull the left side, and the right side shortens. So it's like a like a yo-yo type thing. Um, cool, because it's meant for playability. Um but I, I I didn't really like this one because it was, you know, if you're going to – all this one was, was good for was like – like when I was playing with him, and yeah, I was playing with him as a teenager, it's like I had the next Spider-Man as like my main Spider-Man because he was a little bit more posable and standing there. But then when I had to web swing, it's like in the movie, I had to do a, a cut take and grab web swinging Spider-Man – to web swing around and then put him down and pick up the other Spider-Man to go back to, uh, to playing normal, which maybe have been their thought, right? Instead of having one all encompassing figure, we can sell them two this way. Oh, it worked. I got both of them for sure. Uh, next up, you already mentioned this, the web shooter, Spider-Man. Um, so uh, he, he has actual, Web shooters, is that how this one works? Yeah, he had like a little web projectile that just shot out of one of his hands. So yeah. 
well, kind of, kind of a, thing of like shooting a missile, right? I mean, it, exactly. So it was like a web blob, and uh, you know, you, you it was spring loaded. You loaded it up, and I can't remember if there was a button on the arm or a button on the back, but you pushed it and you shot a web ball at your your bad guys, and it was you know your your fighting. Or your your standard Spider-Man figure, definitely uh, cool stuff for sure. Um, and then we, we so we got two Spider-Man figures. We're wrapping it up with Venom, which I feel like is probably the character everybody like. If you were going to remember a Spider-Man villain, it's Venom. Even though I th- I know in later years he was kind of more of his own standalone character, but this is a jaw-chomping action Venom. We've had Venoms in the past. In fact, um, do you remember the controversy of the Venom that had, like, the toxic paint? Uh, I I remember the toxic paint, and then I also remember one that came with a voice backpack that said, uh, I want to eat your brains. That's probably also so, controversial. <laughs> yeah, there there was a... Yeah, there in that Marvel, Marvel Universe, they had, like, a, a talking backpack... Like where you uh, with like four buttons, and one of the venom ones says, "I want to eat your brains." So, um, I don't. I, I I do remember slightly the toxic paint. So it sounds like Venom's like almost snake bit when it comes to action figure releases. For for a little bit, he definitely was. Um, great line though. Like this is enough with these. Like basically, you're going to get six new characters, seven figures total. Um, Spider-Man, a pr- and a pretty good crew of villains. Like, Smythe is kind of the past figure, but maybe that's what they wanted. Like, the one that you're like, eh, don't need that one. But overall, Carnage, Doc Ock, Hobgoblin, Venom, like... Oh, yeah, you, you get a, a, a good, good mix of... It's a good crew. Sorry, go ahead. I'm saying it's, yeah, a, good, you it's get a good crew of figures. Yeah, you get you get a good mix of your modern, popular villains with... Venom and Carnage, as well as, you know, some of your historic Spidey villains with Doc Ock and uh, Hobgoblin. And then, like you said, Smythe is just kind of thrown in there. I'm like, well, I bought everybody else. I may as well buy Smythe. Definitely. Well, Travis, that leads us to this point, which is my favorite part of the show. I think most of our listeners' favorite part of the show. It's time to pick next week's main events we have three categories left of course you've already picked um uh, mcdonald's which we did, we covered last week which was um you know the uh, disney master piece collection wave one of that and then this week of course you uh went with animation and what we covered spider-man so your three remaining categories are wrestling current day or weird wrestling what's it gonna be well, I know there was a lot of people that liked when we talked about Maximum Sweat because it's kind of off the wall. Yes. Um, One of those lines, maybe it's not your favorite to collect, but it's fun to talk about. I agree. Right. So let's do that. Let's go with Weird Wrestling, Alec. 
Weird <laughs> Wrestling um, for 100. <laughs> for, for 100. So three choices here. I feel like I've got some good ones here. Um, and when I say weird, I don't necessarily mean bad. I just mean not the norm. Um, very different, all different companies too. So we'll dive into it. Your Your first choice, WWF Stomp Series 1. Ooh. Choice number two, old San Francisco toy makers, vibrating figures. Oh, man. Choice number three, WCW Grip and Flip Series 1. Because there was actually two waves of those. Oh, those were horrible. Uh, well, weird. I don't want to, like... I, if I recall, that may have been like the very first Chris Jericho figure. So we can't like it, it. Actually, I believe you're correct, and it was also I think from the Dean toy business, It was also the second Raven had an old San Francisco toy makers, like the ones that like did the moves. That was his first yeah. toy biz, though I think. Um, toy biz, I felt like they didn't know how to do wrestling, and it's weird because they did very good at at Marvel. It's like, how did you miss the boat so far on wrestling? Yeah. Uh, maybe they just had too much Marvel on the brain. Who knows? Maybe. Or um, just the people running it didn't get it. And so the thing that I always – I didn't hate the Toy Biz figures. I hated that the series were all over the place. Nothing was congruent in the sense of like it was like Smash and Slam and Slam and Crunch, then Bruisers, then Ringmasters, then, you know – whatever the line was where the guys were like Jericho's a lion tamer, like just really strange stuff. Like, or they would re-release. They had multiple releases of series one, but every time they released series one, it was with a variant. So you had a white painted Scott Hall, a red painted Scott Hall, a, uh, Lex Luger with a shirt, a Lex Luger without a shirt, a white macho band, a red macho band, a, Giant with a referee, a giant with a neck cast, a giant with yeah. Rey Mysterio. Like, it was all, it just never made sense. Exactly, yeah. Um, you, got some, so, you got some good choices here, right? I do. I um, feel like all of these will be really fun episodes just because they're all, they're all goofy, but they're all definitely, like, things I vividly remember. I, all right, first one to go, even though we just talked about them, is going to be the WCW Grip and Flip. Grip and Flip are Because Grip and Flip are gone. Um, the, the, have I ever told I you know, the story about Grip and Flip that I have? Isn't it a, is it a Christmas story? Yes. I don't know if you've told me or if I've heard it on Power Hour, but I feel like I've I, I've heard. Did, well, did you get it? But then you could exchange it. Like I feel like I, I've I've got a grip. I, I've heard. So it was story. a thing where my mom, she was not the best present hider. You know, she would like she'd come in with shopping bags, go to her bedroom, and like put them in her closet, and it's like. Well, come on. I, you know, like, you're almost like bathing <laughs> at this point, right? Like, hey, don't touch that. Right. And it's like, what? And so in, in this case, she actually hit some in the garage, but I saw where she had hit them. And so I see this sh- shopping bag. I'm like, ooh, you know, it's, let's see what's in there. 
And so I, I peeked in and I saw two sets of grip and flips. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> like it just like, it made my heart <laughs> sick. I was just like, oh no. And you know, my mom doesn't know. She probably sees like Hogan and Goldberg. That seems like a good set to her. And right. Anyway, I remember like being like, I can't tell her I saw these, but anyway, she ended up knowing that I snooped and, uh, she asked me about them, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like those. She goes, well, you can return them. I don't care. I just thought that you'd like them. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I ended up returning them and got some. I think I actually got some ECW figures, if I remember correctly. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I got. But, again, it was also one of those things where you return something after Christmas, you're kind of stuck with what they have, right? So right. I, I ended up getting, like, credible Candido Shane Douglas and maybe somebody else, maybe Sabu. Like I, I got some. ECW Probably guys. Sabu. Yeah. Because I, I think Taz and RVD were the harder ones to get because they had the belt. I I and I got those actually for Christmas, but um, the other guys. Well, and if I remember right, I I thought ECW were going to be really hard to find, but then they just that first wave. Besides Taz and RVD, just just warmed the pegs at my Walmart. Oh yeah. So I think that's probably what I ended up doing. But, yeah, I thought that was always kind of a funny story because it's like I'm so excited and it's like, oh, it's grip and flip. It's like, oh. <laughs> but we haven't made our choice yet, Travis. We still have two right. two things to narrow down here. Focus. What's it going to be? Uh, while these are a good figure set, um, Stomp has got to go because if we're going to talk about weird toys – we are going to talk about old San Francisco toy maker vibrating figures, series one and only. And so this is this is such a weird thing because old San Francisco toy makers, as you know, they initially launched with an LJN style figure, right? And and I didn't hate those; I thought those were fun. Some um, of them were really good. Vader was good. Johnny B. Bad was good. Hogan was good. Sting was good. I mean, they weren't bad figures. Harlem Heat was cool, like Nasty Boys. First Harlem Heat Craig, figures ever. You know? Sergeant, Craig, Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman. Yeah, exactly. His one and only figure. Exactly. Also, I think that's the only time we've ever gotten a Big Bubba Rogers, if I remember right. Oh, that's right. And the Vader was good. So, yeah. I mean, they had good quality and good sculpted figures. So this line gets launched and it is also, this is the first time we get NWO Hogan, I believe. These are the first NWO figures and the first well, no, pro take, sting figures. I take that back. I think, I think they did a Hogan and macho uh, rubber figure in NWO, but they were just repaints. I, th- I could be wrong there. I feel like I remember seeing it. I know, th- I, I know they did, but I don't know which came first. I right. have, like, I, I feel... But this is the first deliberate NWO Hogan, right? Yeah, in Hall and Nash. In Hall so and Nash, and like out, you said, Crow Sting, and it came with a bat. Yep. And so there was eight figures total, and I remember seeing these on an end cap at Walmart, and I got freaking stoked. New figures. Picked up Sting. Gotta get Sting. And it says, try me on the package. Ooh. And I push the button. <laughs> I just remember being like, huh? huh? <laughs> like, oh, it vibrates. 
Why? <laughs> right. And people that don't know this line, hopefully you all do. I know some people listen that may not be as big a collectors as we are. We don't know, and I don't know if anyone ever knew like why that was the case. Uh, I there are a couple things that come to mind, but we are a family friendly podcast. That we are, brother, brother. <laughs> It'll be a great line to talk about because it's just absolutely so ridiculous. So that will, be it, yeah, because like it, it covers some historical times in WCW and wrestling is just white hot yeah. with Sting and NWO, and yet these come out. Right. Whew. So crazy. So that'll be next week for episode 26. I'm very excited about that. Of course, we got to throw it out to our podcasting buddies. Um, we both have some guys we like to shout out. I got to pull up my shout outs here, Travis. I I'm sleeping on the job. That's not How dare you, sir? So, so I got to throw it out to my buddies, Eric and Barry over at Doing the Favor, which is a great show. Check that out if you haven't. I got to throw it out to my buddy Tim at A Chair Shot. Uh, my buddies Steve and Eric over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And good friend of the show, Richard, at Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. And finally, from the Howlin' with the Wolf Podcast. The creator and the head honcho of the Wolf's Chop Shop, the one and only Jason Wolf. I'm going to, you know, send some shout outs to Jeff and Scott, fully posable wrestling figure podcast. Uh, Scott also has a side project uh, with drunk wrestling history. And my lock screen just came up as well. Uh, shout out to. Uh, Drew and Caitlin over at Tales from the Estate. Love those guys. Love hearing um, everything about their top five list is is great and you know one of my first listened to. So mm-hmm. check them out. Uh, Ryan, Chuck, and John over at Star Joe's. Uh, shout out to them. They just released uh, a an episode like a fantasy booking on. Uh, G.I. Joe, uh, really good listen. Check that out. They they pick kind of like a uh, very similar to fantasy football. Like you pick your squad, like you pick your leader, you pick an infantry guy, you pick a spot. Like really, really cool. So go go check it out. Um, I know uh, that I enjoyed it. And uh, shout out to Rock at, uh, with the Open Your Toys podcast. Yeah, they've got an audio version and a YouTube version. You know, absolutely. Pick your poison on that. And finally, Ringside Rant with RJ. Check him out. He's had some great interviews. Uh, he's been knocking it out of the park recently. Definitely, there's a lot of good stuff to check out there. And also, finally, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And you know it's fake, right? My other side projects. Check those out. You know it's fake, right? Is every Monday Breaker and Bane's Power Hour every Sunday. And, of course, my buddy Big Underscore Bane's podcast, No Holds Barred with Bill Benus. And finally, um, our T-shirt, the TB Toycast, Masters of the Toycast shirt is available at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, search by store for TB Toycast. And uh, we got a shout-out to uh, to your little brother, man. He picked up a shirt. He did. I, now, uh... You didn't, like, give him a noogie and t- make him to do it, right? Like, I don't. I hope you're not torturing your younger brother. Well, see, this is where, you know, 
I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain. He's my younger brother, but he is not my little brother because I, 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 you know, I, I'll be willing to say this. He, uh, he could take me out. And, uh, <laughs> so you just asked nicely instead of trying to beat him up. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I'm pretty sure he held me for a noogie. No, he, uh, he, uh, he, he wanted to support the podcast. He's been a, a, a loyal and a faithful listener and wanted to, you know, he enjoys it. I, you know, I was talking to you on the phone the other day and he actually, uh, remembers things that that I don't, or sure. he'll correct me and be like, "It was the Jets and the Sharks, idiot." And I'm like, "Oh, dang it!" Like, um, so no, shout out to him. Uh, he did uh, get a Heather Gray shirt. You know, like we talked about last week, you mm-hmm. can uh, order some custom colors if uh, if you don't like the the ones or want to try something a little different. Uh, check it out. Uh, they definitely, definitely will work with you and and help you get uh, a different style of shirt, a uh, sweatshirt, which, you know, we are we are closing in on that colder weather. We definitely so are. So I think I'm going to be getting a hoodie soon because um, it's uh, my, my current hoodie uh, is about to die because I wore it so much, and I'm going to need something to keep warm, so... Uh, yeah, check that I mean, out. I'm I'm with you. I uh, my winter jacket almost all year is the just a classic zip hoodie. That's my that's my go to. Um, I don't know if Water Maneuver has a zip hoodie or not, but I would love that with the logo on the back. That would be so cool. Yeah, I, I know they've got the regular one because that's where I got the uh, the fully posable one with mm-hmm. the old AWA logo Which that I've awesome, been yeah. sporting for a couple years now and. You know the the logo's getting a little frayed and and coming off, so it, it's uh, yeah time to time to I, replenish. I, I get it. Time time to update for sure. Yeah, so I I'm looking forward to uh, to doing more t-shirts in the future. And again, if you buy a shirt before October 31, you'll be entered into a drawing. And we will be doing. Well, I say we will be doing. I'm breaking this on Breaker right now. Since we record so soon, we will be doing like just a quick five minute episode to announce a winner because mm-hmm. by the time this episode drops, we're going to be at the end of October and we still have about four to six weeks left until the end. So, right. um, you know, listen, you know, to the, you know, pay attention to the feed. We'll put it out on our social media, our Facebook group, our Twitter and all that to let you guys know that, We'll be dropping a, a quick special slash bonus episode to announce the winner. Definitely, and we hope you guys pick up a shirt. Uh, the more people that pick up a shirt, the better we can do for the show, and the more future designs we can do and stuff like that. So uh, your support means a lot. Uh, we appreciate you just listening. Uh, if you want to give us a five-star review, we would appreciate that as well. Uh, but also, too, I, I can't stress enough just simply telling a friend or making a tweet or liking a, a you know a thing on there. That adds so much to helping us um the the episode on pogs just released as we record this and seeing so many people like do a quote tweet of like oh i gotta check this out i have so many great memories of pogs like that helps so much more than people realize 
all that yes. does is just adds that element of other people being like, "Ooh, I need to go check this out," and that's how our that's how our show has grown, and I'm very excited about that. Yes, absolutely. That share button, that retweet button, um, it does more than you know. So thank you for everybody that that does it, that's uh, spread the word, that's got a hold of us. You know, we appreciate it more than you know. Exactly. And uh, thank you guys once again for checking out the TV Toycast, and we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy. <laughs>